Hi guys, welcome to Locked on Blues. I'm your host, Haley Simon. Today we have a lot to talk about. We have NHL draft prospect Oliver Moore, who has really gotten my attention, and I do like him for the Blues' 10th overall pick in this year's draft. We're also going to talk about our head coach, Craig Berube, and maybe some struggles that he faced this past season, but why I still firmly believe that he is the best fit for the St. Louis Blues. And then finally, yesterday my everydayers can even attest to this down below. We had a great conversation, riveting conversation, about goaltenders moving forward in relation to a solid backup for Mr. Jordan Binghamton. So we're going to talk about that all today, and this is Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. First off, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Blues your first listen every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. All right, you guys. Oliver Moore, who is he? What is he about? But before that, it would be silly of me not to say that the Vegas Golden Knights won the Ceiling Cup last night with a couple of our former guys, um, Mr. Alex Pagrangelo and then Ivan Brovikov were also on the team. So congratulations to them. It upsets me whenever a hockey season comes to an end, especially when it wasn't a good season for us, especially. So in a way, it's kind of like that we get to move on. We have that piece. The season's done. Let's really focus on this coming season. And for the St. Louis Blues, I've said this before, all I want is for us to get back into the postseason. That is the goal. That is the number one goal. So for all of those that are listening, and, you know, I'm happy for Petrangelo and Brovikov, and I'm happy for the Knights, don't get me wrong, but I am more focused on what we can do to get back into cup contention. So with that being said, Oliver Moore, this kid is unbelievable. So I'm going to tell you all about him. I think that he will go before the 10th overall is kind of inevitable. He is one of the best centers in the draft this year and such a great player. I'm going to tell you all about him. I did all this research, watched a lot of tapes of him. I know I've listened to interviews with him. He is such a mature kid and I feel like he has a lot of potential, but I could see him going maybe fifth overall. Like that's the kind of player that he is. But then another part of me is like, there's some things and I'm going to tell you guys about that I don't feel like it's positive in a sense that I feel like there's things that he is lacking that teams might pass up on him. So who is Oliver Moore? Oliver Moore was born in Minnesota and in 2022-2023 he played on team U.S. National 18U team. I mean U18 team and that's also called the USDP so it's the development program team so US development program. All right, so he is 5'11 and 176 pounds. I don't know how I feel about that. The height thing is fine, but the pounds, I would prefer like a 190, bulk up a little bit. And again, that's going to be something that people have noticed that they said that he needs to put on some muscle. He shoots left, and as I mentioned, he is a center. There is a lot of praise when it comes to Mr. Oliver Moore, and he has incredible speed. And he is one of the fastest out of this entire draft class. So that is a huge, huge, huge plus 
to bring some speed on the ice. And the nice thing about him, too, is he can change up his speed in a blink of an eye. Um, So he has that great athleticism, but he also has great control of his body, and that's really important. And again, agility is a huge aspect when it comes to a player and how they can control themselves on the ice. So I do like that a lot about Oliver Moore. And when he has the puck, he always wants to put himself in scoring position or get his team in scoring position. And I like that most about him, especially watching his tapes. He is not a selfish player on the ice. Yes, he will do things to get the puck, obviously, to the net. But he does look out for his team. And if he doesn't feel like he is the best fit to take a shot, he does pass. And again, I'm going to tell you more about him and his stats, but off the bat, this is a guy that is a team player, and I think that he would fit in really well with St. Louis, and I think that he would fit in well for Ruby. Like, There's a lot of things I like about him that I feel like he would really benefit being on the St. Louis team, and it's not just because he's a fantastic player. It's because of who he is off and on the ice, and when you have a guy that is a leader, a guy that is willing to make those plays where he's not going to get the credit, but he's going to put the team into a good position. I like that off the bat because I don't like selfish players. And yeah, like every team's encountered a selfish player and it doesn't make it fun. It's annoying because when the team doesn't do well and there's a selfish player, it's like, okay, well, maybe you should pass the puck a little bit, bro. Um, So I do like that about him. He scored 26 times with the United States Development Program and it puts him in fourth. So that team is scary crazy they have like some of the best players in this draft class and for him to be the fourth best scorer I'm just saying that is a very positive thing and he is similar in being compared to Trevor Zegras or Clayton Keller during their time in the program so obviously we all see how Zegras is doing in the NHL he is I mean it's a bad team that he's on but he is still playing phenomenal So to be compared in that aspect, this is a guy that could really change up a team. He is good at thinking quickly. Huge part of hockey is how to think quickly. That puck, it's, I don't, I'm not a math person, folks, but I'm telling you, in a snap of a finger or blink of an eye, it is awkwardly linked for those watching on YouTube. Um, You need to think quickly to make the most effective play. So I like that. So here's some things that he's not the best at. He is not the greatest puck handler. And what do I mean by that? He could improve on his skills when he does have the puck while he does make good plays happen. When he's trying to do, you know, the fancy skill, he's not the best at that. And that is something that is a little concerning. He needs to add muscle. And I did talk about that before with how You know, he's only 176 pounds. He's not a big kind of bulky guy. Add some muscle. Get that going. Go to the gym. Lift some weights. Bulk up. I don't know. Whatever you do to bulk up, bulk up. Because the bigger the body, and this is the thing, and you might be thinking this too, I don't want him to lose his speed, his mobility. That's a huge aspect of it. But I don't think putting on 10 pounds of muscle, or I would prefer 14, but I don't think putting on some muscle um, will really change up how he plays. I think that it's going to actually improve how he plays because then he can be more physical. And he is a physical guy on the ice. He has a great amount of physicality. I wouldn't say that he's like the most physical guy on the ice, but I do think that he has that aspect. 
So he is somebody that, you know, give him a couple seasons to develop, bring him up for a couple of meaningless games. But I could really see him being maybe in the second line or something. I wouldn't put him, I, I, you know, it's funny. I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, he would fit great in the first line right now. No, like you got to give people time to develop. And I'm a huge believer in development. And once you have developed guys, then your team will thrive. You need to develop them. So also, I want to tell you guys about this, too, because I thought this was interesting. So he had 36 assists on the team of the U.S. development um, program. And it was the third highest. And he was just under Will Smith, who is another prospect. I don't think we're going to get him. I think he's going to go third overall. I really do. He is fantastic. And um, Gay Perlet. So what I'm going to do, though, is there are a lot of guys that are so great in this year's draft. And I want to do an episode where I just tell you briefly about those guys. Like, obviously, I know we're not getting Connor Bedard. But just so you guys know the intensity of this draft. So then if we do end up with Oliver Moore, who I think would be a fantastic fit on the St. Louis Blues at 10th overall, you guys will know, okay, this guy's really good and this draft class is insane. Because I feel like the only guy's name that we hear about is Connor Bedard, but Will Smith is a guy that I've been following now for, I want to say, a couple years now. And, you know, another name and my friend Russ, who does the Locked on Flyers podcast, we were talking about a Quentin Musty. That's another player that I really like. And I didn't think that he would be going in the first round. But now there's talk that he is. So I'm going to do an entire episode where I talk about, you know, the best of the best of this upcoming draft. And the guys that maybe are getting overshadowed. Because, again, with St. Louis having the 25th and 29th overall picks... That means that we're going to be getting those guys that maybe were a little bit overshadowed and ended up being good enough to be selected in the first round. So I really like Oliver Moore. I think that he can add a lot to the St. Louis team. Obviously, the best part about him is his speed, his agility, his quick thinking. And the cons, you know, puck control not being big enough. But those are all things that he can change, luckily. It's not like he is 5'7", and they're like, okay, add a couple inches. You can't do that. <laughs> and if you can do that, it's definitely not legal. But um, the things that he's being asked to improve on are definitely within his control. And for a hockey player as skilled and talented as he is, I do believe that he's going to go fast. But it's also not unrealistic for us not to keep our eyes on these kind of guys because they might slip. And that's how the draft is. You don't know what teams are going to take what. And I put out an interesting poll on uh, the Locked on Blues Twitter. And that's just at Locked on Blues. I'm going to go to it now. But basically the poll question was, do you think that there's going to be a trade before the draft? Because I'm genuinely curious. And 60% of you said yes. And 40% of you said no. So this is why I asked this. Because I'm curious. So we have three first overall picks. If theoretically the Blues were able to make a trade and go from 10th overall to like 6th overall, we could definitely say 100% Oliver Moore, you're coming with us. We could even say a Will Smith is coming with us. But being at 10, it's risky because while I do believe that maybe the top 12 picks of this draft class are going to be fantastic because that's how loaded it is. I still feel like 10 is kind of down low in this draft class. And 
It makes me a little uneasy. I'm not so happy with having the 10th overall. I'm happy that we have three um, first round overalls, but I'm not pleased with that. And also, I'm not calling the NHL out in any way, but don't you think it's a little suspicious that when they were doing the draft lottery that nothing changed up until the final three teams? Like, why couldn't we go down to nine? Like, we were at 10 going into the draft, and we stayed at 10. And the whole point of a lottery is it's a lottery. It's supposed to be you're gambling your chances. And I just thought, because I'm a little bit optimistic, that we would be able to get a little bit better of a draft pick. And I don't know. I'm not saying that it's rigged, but I'm not saying that it's not rigged. I don't know if any of you guys feel that way. <laughs> Maybe, like, I'm coming up with a conspiracy here against – um the draft but like it just doesn't make sense so yeah I don't know it's a weird one let me know your thoughts every day in the comments below do you think the draft is rigged I hate to be that person like I'm not a conspiracy kind of person but at the same time um just it doesn't make sense at all I don't know. Like, it just bothers me. Also, I want to let you know that before we move on to the next um, segment, that this episode today is brought to you by FanDuel. With the playoffs now officially over, I know there's not that much to bet on, but there are other sports out there. So when hockey season begins, you guys can bet on FanDuel again. So make sure you guys go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you guys, there's still baseball going on. You know, football's going to start up soon, a little bit before hockey season. And then obviously once hockey season begins, you guys know FanDuel Sportsbook. Alrighty. So thank you to my friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Craig Berube, the chief, the man, the coach. I am so upset with some of you guys. So... Let me begin this way. Mike Yo fired, gone, Baruby comes in as interim head coach, takes the Blues to the Stanley Cup and wins it. And then some of you guys say, uh, well, you know, maybe he shouldn't be the coach anymore. What do you mean? Seriously, what do you mean? I can understand the frustration. We had our worst season, but Baruby gave us everything. He gave us a cup. And I feel like there is a little bit of disrespect on that. I really do. He did so much for um, St. Louis, and he did so much for our organization. And if it wasn't for him, who knows if the Blues would have won a cup. Seriously. And I get it. Maybe these players aren't responding. Maybe something's going on. But, and this happens so much in hockey. The first thing is, okay, let's fire the head coach. Why is that the first thing that people always want to say? Maybe it is not the head coach. But Ruby has my utmost respect. Seriously, I can't even put into words. Like, that's how upset I am that his name just gets thrown out there like it's nothing. Like, what he didn't do for this team was life-changing. We just celebrated four years, um, the four-year anniversary of We Won Blues Day when the Blues won the Stanley Cup, beating the Boston Bruins in that Game 7 in Boston. And... I, I just can't believe it, folks. You know, Baruby is a legend to me. He is a legend to so many of us. And uh, that I just want to get it off the bat that Craig Baruby, Mr. Chief, 
I respect you. I do. And for those that are like, oh, well, you know, who knows if he's going to stay. He signed a three-year contract in February of 2022. So he will be with St. Louis until the end of the 2024-2025 season. He's going to be staying with us, right? Yeah, I understand that, you know. See, I'm trying to not get angry, but I understand the frustration of last season. I do. I know I've come onto this podcast, you know, I'm a new face to you guys, and I've come on here, and I just seemed really optimistic and really happy, but of course I am ticked off. I am. We came out of one of our worst seasons in a long time, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, there was times where I said, what is Baruby doing with some of the lines that he would put together? But it's not like one of those things where I said, okay, let's get rid of him. He is the guy that led us to our championship. Um, you know, he played over a thousand games in the NHL. And before St. Louis, he was the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. And he's been with us. He has since that 2019 season. Um, I don't want to see him go. I understand that sometimes there are coaching changes. He is, I believe, 57 years old. So he is not old. Like, he, there's nothing that I would change about it. But I've seen so many people saying, you know, that he should be let go. I hate the word fired, but that's what people are saying. And I'm just like, who would you replace him with? Do you seriously think there's a better coach right now in the NHL that you would replace Baruby with? Because I don't. I truly think that he is the guy for this team. He is the answer to this team. And, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed in the fact that this is even something I have to bring up, but sometimes when it comes to an unsuccessful season, there are other factors. There can be multiple factors. Okay, sure. There were some things that he did that weren't great, but the end of the day, it is not to get rid of him. It's not to get rid of a fantastic coach, a guy that's respected around the league, a guy that knows what he is doing, a guy that is so passionate and that has drive. At his end of the year at Presser, please take a listen to it. I obviously am not going to be playing the audio because it's way too long, but he, you know, he has a plan for the future and he knows what the Blues need to do to get back on track. And uh, I trust him. I really do. So I don't want any of that Ruby doubt. I. I don't, I, I can't imagine St. Louis hockey without him right now. All right. Okay. So on a more positive note, um, so again, thank you guys for making Locked On Blues your first listen every day. You can follow us, aka the Locked On Blues Twitter account at Locked On Blues or my Twitter account, Haley T. Simon. Every single day at 2 p.m. a new episode will be released. I just wanted to put that out there. So that will be Eastern time. I feel like just with time zones in general, Eastern is like the easiest time to uh, just say. But 2 p.m. Eastern time every day, a new episode will be out. So for my central folks out there, um, that will be 1 p.m. Central time. Look at me doing some math. And Pacific time 11 a.m. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, new episode will be out. And I do try posting, like, different, like, TikToks, YouTube shorts, things like that. So, make sure you guys subscribe if you haven't already. Um, so, you can get all the notifications and stay up to date on your Locked On Blues content, part of the Locked On Network.
And of course, wherever you get your podcasts, obviously. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up with a very important conversation that we had yesterday. So on yesterday's episode of Locked on Blues, I talked about a hypothetical situation and Hopfer is the backup, but is it crazy for me to think that the Blues could get somebody better? I know, but that's what I'm thinking. Aiden Hill is a free agent. He is the youngest free agent out there, 27 years old. And he just won a Stanley Cup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Should the Blues consider getting a guy that is a free agent? I mean, maybe not Hill because he'll be expensive. But just to have for one or two seasons, I like Hoffer. It's not that I don't, but I just feel like Oh, it could be an interesting conversation to have. You know, Frederick Anderson, 33 years old. He could be a good one-year situation as well. A Tristan Jari. I can't believe he's only 28. He seems older than that. But again, another backup situation. Or how about from the Stanley Cup finalists, not the winners, the Florida Panthers, Alex Lyon at 30 years old. Uh, see, like, this is the problem. I think... I feel like a lot of you guys might say to me, you know, hey, like we already have one, but why are you considering another guy? You know, Hoffer is 22 years old. He, and it, it makes me nervous when I, so yesterday's episode when I met younger guy, I want to clarify, I did not mean like draft a goalie or a 22 year old I meant like a guy that was like 26 27 like a guy because goalies don't hit their peak until like 30 years old so that's what I meant I don't know how I feel about a 22 year old coming in it makes me nervous it does and I believe one day Hoffer you know will be a fantastic goalie he will do such great things for the blues but Maybe for one or two seasons, having a guy that's more experienced, like a Frederick Anderson or a Tristan Jari, could even do some good. I mean, obviously, money is the problem, so that's why I feel like an Alex Lyon would be a more financial situation. I hate to say it like that, but that's the truth. I feel like financially, an Alex Lyon would be a better situation. But at the end of the day, is that a bad thing for me to even say? Um, if if money wasn't an issue, Joel Hoffer will be getting paid so much money by the time that he's ready. And I don't know if he's ready yet. I know. I know. Like, I want to believe. And I'm usually optimistic about most things. But I, I also want the Blues to be a contending team. And we saw Vegas. They had, like, what, like six goalies this past season? Why is it a bad thing just to have another guy... You know, no, you may agree with me, you might disagree with me, but that's just my thought process. If he was 24, I would feel better. If he was just a couple years more 
older than he is now because I just, I don't know how I feel about putting a 22-year-old in net and calling it a day. I don't know about that because I see how it is for other teams and sometimes it's not the best and sometimes it works out. But y'all, I'm just saying to you guys, my cold, honest truth, I don't know if I believe that this will be the solution. Oh man, I'm getting a little upset. I'm getting a little upset because I don't know. And it's not because I don't think that he is a good goalie. I don't think that he has good potential. Of course I do. I want to believe. I just at the same time, I think that maybe, just maybe, um, let's get a guy that's a bit more experienced, still younger, still could learn from Binghamton, but Benner deserves to have a solid backup consistently. I know, I know. Don't listen. Don't be mad at me. I know like new hopes coming in, saying some things that you guys may not agree with, but I'm just saying the truth. I really, really, really think getting a more experienced, younger goalie for just one season would be so beneficial to this team. <laughs> and you can say what you want. You can call me out. I don't care, but that's just how I feel. And on that note, let me know how you guys feel down below. Hoping this stirs up some conversation, but I think this is an interesting thing to talk about. With all that being said, thank you guys so much for watching today's episode of Locked on Blues. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about prospects, maybe continuing this goaltender conversation. And then I have an interesting proposal about this upcoming season. All right, you guys, I will see you tomorrow on Locked on Blues.